I'm excited to welcome back IWI as a sponsor of the Three Gun Show. Longtime listeners will remember IWI and the Three Gun Show's runs at Red October and Kalash Bash with their Galil Ace. Available in 545 x 39 762 x 39 and 5.56, the Galil Ace is an absolute dominator at AK matches. IWI has released a Gen 2 of the Ace with tons of upgrades featuring a free float M-Lock handguard, an updated trigger profile, shortened safety throw, and it now ships with a Magpul CTR stock with a little cheek riser in there so you can see through your scope. And now IWI has joined the AR-15 game as well. Their Zion 15 is available in both a 12.5 or 16-inch barrel with a 5.56 chamber, and it features a free float handguard in 11.5 or 15 inches, respectively. With a mid-length gas system and a 1.8 twist, the IWI checks all of the boxes at an incredibly low price. Whether you're looking for a bullpup, traditional rifle, or a pistol, IWI has several options to satisfy your needs. This episode of the Three Gun Show is sponsored by Isotune Sport. Isotune Sport makes advanced Bluetooth hearing protection for shooters. My hearing is very important to me for obvious reasons, and I absolutely love how quickly their tactical sound control reacts to cut out loud gunfire. One feature, though, that I never thought I would use on the range is Bluetooth technology, and I'm actually kind of loving it. Isotune Sport Ear Pro easily connects to my phone, and from there, I can listen to some Beastie Boys or Poison or even a podcast to get me in the zone while I'm setting up for practice or stirring a rifle, something like that. And if I'm caught by surprise by gunfire from the next bay over, I know that my hearing is safe. Lately, I've been rocking the wireless in-ear caliber model because they are lightweight, have a great uh, battery life, and won't get tangled in the buttstock of my long guns. You can check them out for yourself. I'll have a link in the show notes at 3gunshow.com. I'm pumped to be working with Isotune Sport, and I thank them for sponsoring the show. Welcome to the 3Gun Show. I'm your host, Dave Hartman. This short-form podcast is a departure from the weekly long-form interviews that we do here. This is meant to be a bite-sized send-off for the weekend where I answer your questions and talk about current events in the shooting space. If you get something useful from this show, pick up your phone right now and share it with a friend or on social media. As usual, show notes are at 3GunShow.com. While you're there, check out the Pro Shop for 3Gun Show apparel, coffee mugs, digital products, and a selection of scopes, red dots, and other shooting accessories. Thanks for tuning in. All right, here we go. Adam, we've got another question here from our buddy Brian Duncan. Uh, this question, this road trip question is, what is the, your favorite barrel length and or bullet velocity for club slash major matches? This is like six questions if you add up all the, the slashes. <laughs> <laughs> That's and very then, characteristic uh, of Brian. He's, he's very, <laughs> very slash. And then he puts a uh, four to five hundred yard max, fifty five to seventy five grain projectile. Okay. Well, I like eighty five grain. So, so on this is an easy one for fifty five grain. Whatever is cheapest and works cycles every your gun. <laughs> cycles your gun works every time. Whatever's cheapest cycles your gun works every time. Because um, fifty five grain is typically what 
what I call blaster ammo. Um, people call it hoser ammo. It's for paper targets, and it's for uh, offhand rifle within, like, 200 yards. It's, um, generally, it's generally a price point ammunition. Yes, it's a commodity. It's a commodity, and it's targeted at, you know, police departments for their training packages or ranges where they're selling ammo to at their range. So really, really, the customer for a 55 grain doesn't demand a whole lot quality control-wise yeah. or or spec-wise. Whatever's cheapest always wins. So that, that's a that's a race to the bottom in that yep. particular ammo. Yep, 100%. So then um, for, uh, he says, 55 to 75 grain projectiles. So... Um, I am currently shooting 55 grain, or excuse me, 75 grain Hornady Black as my precision round. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something I could buy a significant quantity of, and to shoot all my matches for 2022, and not have to change ammo. Um, in different times, I might have gone with something different, but the Hornady 75 grain Black is really good. I like their super, uh, their super match because it's a little bit faster. Uh, when he's asking for velocities here, it's like, I don't know, dude. Uh, <laughs> velocity, like, uh, it's to me, um, more accurate is better. And then I just deal with the velocity and the drops. Um, I know that a lot of the people I shoot with and associate with are so, 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 so concerned about how the, um, the drops add up for their BDC compensator almost to like an obsessive level and i honestly don't give a fuck i just put the the reticle where it needs to be and i just uh i learn it based on that so and but that is why i tried to get a large enough amount where i could shoot one whole year with the uh the same ammo because i did switch to a bdc reticle in the uh the razor one to ten this year uh, i wanted to make sure that i got the drops ingrained in my head and where they are doesn't necessarily matter just knowing what they are is what matters to me. Um, so, yeah, 75 grain on that. Um, but in the past, I've shot uh, precision rounds that were 55 grain. I've shot precision rounds that were 62 grain. I've shot precision rounds that were 75, 77. I've never shot any 85, like AMAX said. But uh, I'm I'm pretty price sensitive on that as well. And so I kind of shop that way. But there is a acceptable minimum for precision. And then I just tend not to worry about the velocity on it. Now, um, as far as barrels go, that's a whole different story. There's a, it's a pretty long one to figure out there. Um, I started off with just a 16-inch uh, carbine length gas when I first started shooting three-gun. And um, that particular rifle was not the solution. I built a dedicated three-gun rifle. It was 18 inches. And I've shot everywhere from 13 and a half to 18 inches um, and everything in between. And they've all been great. You just got to get used to them for uh, your purpose. And I used to think that velocity was a big thing. And so you'd want an 18 inch to move the um, long range targets. But now that a lot of matches have like magneto speeds uh, that will indicate even off of like a lighter, oh, yes. uh, lighter yeah. round, yep. I don't necessarily worry about it that much. So... Um, Currently, I'm shooting a 16-inch American Defense Manufacturing barrel made by Criterion and the Hornady 75 grain load I mentioned earlier, and super happy with accuracy, super happy with velocity, and uh, 
yeah, I would say for club major, major matches, both those are good. If you shoot at a club that doesn't shoot out to anything past 200 yards, obviously the shorter the better because you're going to have a lot of fast stuff in uh, base stages. Uh, but once you get out there, obviously you're going to want to uh, to pay attention to your precision load and stuff like that. So, hey, Max, your turn, buddy. What do you got? Oh, man, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <coughs> I think so, too. Um, I did uh, just now you reminded me. I did forget, like, a few years ago, that's why we were shooting the heavier grain bullets. It wasn't that we were worried about hitting the target or it being more accurate. We were trying to get it to flash more so we would get the call. Yeah. Um, Specifically trying to get it to flash more so we would get the call because there's guy binoculars. Yeah. Now you get all the added benefits of, like, Maybe it bucks the wind a little bit better than a lighter right. bullet. Right. Um, marginally so. Marginally so. But yeah. you're right. It yeah. was because we were trying to get the the silly lever flasher yeah. to uh, flash. Yeah. Sometimes the margins matter. Um, but, yeah, the reason the reason that I was throwing high-dollar ammo at long-range targets was trying to get the flash to get the call. Uh, I can do anything with a 55 that I can do with a 77. Um so on the cheap, the, what the first question was, hoser ammo. Yeah, you want me to read it again? So, so we're, dri- uh, we're driving here, so he doesn't have this question in front of him. So um, favorite favorite barrel, I answered him backwards, but favorite barrel length and or bullet velocity for club matches, major matches, four to 500 yard max, 55 to 75 grain projectile. Okay, so favorite barrel length, that's kind of a loaded question, and if you've listened to the show for a while, you probably know where I'm at. Uh, favorite barrel length for me uh, is 11 and a half. Um, that's what I use as a default for just about everything, unless I have another reason. What did um, you shoot this last weekend at the? Uh, see, so that's the Kirkwald. So that's you know Paul Harvey telling you the rest of the story. Here. <laughs> I kind of started as a 14.5 guy um, way way back, and then um, I had an 18 inch gun. Still, I guess I still have it. Um, but um, shot 18-inch guns for a while, and they're just too, too big. I mean, I just, I just didn't like how massive the thing was. I wanted something that handled a little bit better, so I got into the 14.5s. Got into 14.5s for a while, um, then uh, discovered the world that is the NFA, um, and uh, I, I got to ride some, some uh, short barrel guns, and I really like them. Oh well, actually, no, that's not true. Um, I, I saw Daniel Horner shooting an SBR on Three Gun Nation, and a few other guys were trying it too. So for a while, it was a fad in Three Gun Nation. To right, shoot and, and why is that? Because they were shooting a very specific bay style format. No long range targets. Yeah, match made for TV. Fast. Fast. It was very experimental. Um, so I tried that experiment for myself um, and found out that I do actually like the shorter guns. Um, so I would, for a while, I would shoot the shorter gun uh, unless I knew it was an ad, uh, a disadvantage to do so. And w- w- probably one of the bigger disadvantages to do so that has me picking 14.5s for specific matches once again. Uh, it, again, it depends. I, at this point, I know where I'm going. I know the, mat- the stage design style of a lot of the places that I'm going. Um, if I know they're using the kind of staging buckets or they have the kind of rules where it has to go all the way into the bottom, uh, I'll use a little bit longer gun just because it's easier to reach in and grab it. Mm. Uh, some of the, some of the dump boxes with a short gun, it feels like you gotta, you gotta 
deliberately stop more and dive way in there to get your gun uh, where the longer guns are hanging out more towards the top and it's more natural to grab. Uh, so this weekend I shot a 14.5 um, at the at JKM uh, just because I knew coming out of those slant boxes um, I was going to have a bit a bit easier of a transition uh, having the grip a little bit closer to the top of the box. Um, and then when you go to 14.5, you also get <clears throat> a little bit longer burn on the powder. So you're a little bit more consistent ammo to ammo uh, across the board, although this is marginally so. Um, all my teaching stuff that I do on uh, on the Vortex side of the house, I always use 11.5s, 11.5s, 12.5s, uh, or 10.5s. Could I jump in on that real quick? Yeah. So um, recently I shot the Big Ben Blast and Dash uh, with uh, the 12.5-inch Zion pistol, and uh, you talking about the 11 and a half reminded me of that and um this this i thought might be interesting so i looked it up in uh, street lock street lock here so my 16 inch criterion adm rifle uh the hornady black is 2689 bullet speed at the uh uh at the muzzle what do you think it is on that zion uh, uh i missed the number at so 2689 is oh, I think, you're, I think about 2550. 2482. Oh, it's close. So almost exactly 200 feet, and the the uh, the the rule of thumb is what 100 feet per inch. Is that right? Yeah, it's yeah, not. I think so so that, that rule familiar. of thumb is not very good. But 2482 versus 2682. The if you look at the reticles side by side, they're not too far off, and as long as you know again where where your holds are it doesn't really matter that much especially uh for the uh this match we didn't have any wind or anything no um so i you know was able to get first round hits at 500 yards on on uh you know three different state or two different stages so back to you adam <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> a lot of times kind of like dave's saying there, like the differences aren't that much if you know what your drops are what a lot of people are trying to get around is knowing the drops they don't want to do them they just want to be told where to hold and memorize that uh, but if you do the math and know where your holds are if you know a real muzzle velocity it's not that hard to figure out um yeah for and, the and for that i would definitely recommend getting a ballistic app vortex optics has one on their website sure hornady's do. got an app you can get on your phone yep. i use Streelock on my phone it works pretty i have good. Streelock as well um, on the 55 grain side of the house, now I'm not affiliated with an ammo manufacturer, um, but being in the industry, we do have relationships with ammo companies. Um, so a lot of the stuff we use is either Federal Hornady or Fioshi. On, I'd say the last couple of years, I've been shooting a lot of Fioshi, just kind of what we were what we were buying. Uh, was Fioshi. So a lot of what I've had access to is Fioshi. Um, and then um, that uh, we've used a lot of Federal and Hornady. We use a lot of Hornady Black. Uh, XM193 Federal has been a go-to staple of mine for a long time. I like that one because it had a little bit higher pressure for some of the shorter barrel stuff that I was doing where I ran into issues with like a PMC. A PMC shoots really good, but it's a low pressure 55 grain comparatively. So I had some issues with specific guns um, having enough gas pressure to cycle the gun. Uh, so that's where I kind of defaulted more towards the federal, specifically the federal XM193. Yeah, um, and uh, on that note, the PMC works fine for me. 
So it, yeah. it is rifle dependent. Yep. Yep. Um, and I, I have tons of guns where it works fine too. I, yeah. It, uh, there's just a couple of very specific ones, and uh, one of them very specifically was a Frankenstein gun. So you get you get what you get when you start playing with variables. Um, my favorite hoser ammo that is almost impossible to get right now, but I would I would I'll always vote for this ammo if it was a choice. Uh, was actually that Hornady Steel Match. Oh, really? That Hornady Steel Match back in the day? Yeah, that was... Uh, uh, I, I haven't seen it in a while because I believe the uh, primed brass uh, is a tough commodity to get. You mean the primed steel? Oh, yes. Uh, the primed... Yeah, the, the cartridge... The cases. Those steel cases. Um, th- it was like uh, uh, an opportunity that they had. So yeah. they got a bunch of it and they made a bunch of it, but they also, like, currently aren't buying more from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but that stuff was awesome. Um, it had a, it was a very consistent, shot really good, fed really good. I really liked that. Um, and Ruben and actually John Paul, JP of JP Rifles, JP really liked that stuff. Yep. He bought it by the pallet for his yep. guys. Um, so the Hornady Steel Match would probably be my favorite 55. Um, and then kind of like you, Dave, I've shot a lot of – I've been all over the map on the heavy bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is uh, the Barnes TSX 85 grain, mm. which is almost impossible to get on the commercial market, especially in 2022. Right now. Um, so I really like – I kind of – if I can't get that, I default back to uh, a 77 grain OTM at about 2750. Which is what most of them are at because most of them are trying to go after the SOCOM contract for M, uh, uh, M262 uh, or Mark 262 ammo, which is the Precision 223 ammo for SOCOM. Uh, it is officially the Black Hills variant. Um, but uh, for the Mark 12, uh, SB, SPR, the the uh, DMR rifle, uh, they specifically spec'd that ammo and that velocity for an 18-inch barrel, and it was very successful, uh, which kind of made it a benchmark for the rest of it. So even when I try other stuff and when I have chronoed other stuff, we're in the neighborhood of 2750, um, and so that's kind of what I use as my benchmark uh, for stuff is, is a 77 at 2750. Um, and then, uh, but <clears throat> you're, I think for the sport of three gun and what you actually have to do, I think you're really splitting hairs between any of them. So it really just depends on if you have a source for something that you like or something that shoots specifically well in your gun. Um, but a lot of guns, most guns tend to shoot a lot of stuff pretty well. And, uh, the, uh, the juice from chasing down exactly which one shoots the best I find is not necessarily worth the squeeze because by the time I find something I really like, then uh, for whatever reason, external factors say that I can't have it. So yeah. I kind of I kind of find the ammo first and figure out how to make it work with my gun unless I know that something doesn't work in my gun. You know, Adam Reiser's got a really good, <clears throat> I guess, uh, rule of thumb when uh, when it comes to uh, picking a precision ammunition. He buys a lot of it, and then if it doesn't shoot out of his uh his gun his barrel he changes the barrel and i was like wow that's kind of kind of weird and he's like well how much money are you willing to invest in buying different kinds of ammo to run through your gun 
versus the cost of a barrel. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. So it's it's kind of counterintuitive for three gunners. <laughs> yeah. A a barrel is a consumable. Yeah. Uh, like in the PRS world, like they they figure in. There's guys at our office. They figure in three or four barrel changes. Not three or four, but certainly two throughout the year. Oh, throughout the year, yeah. Yeah, they're they're changing barrels in yeah. their guns, um, and no, no, we're not changing to that degree. But like, kind of what Adam's saying is like the quantities of ammo that he was buying. Like, I mean, you're probably a lot of us probably if we just shot one rifle, we're shooting the the amount of ammo that would burn out a premium barrel out of a softer material within a few years. Yeah. So. You know, yeah, changing a barrel is not not as outlandish as it seems at first glance. Um, yeah, that that wasn't what he was getting at, but you're also right on that. Yeah, I th- I think it's uh, it's chasing the uh, the perfect ammo, kind of yeah. what we talked about last week mm-hmm. <laughs> in the uh, in the pistol ammo thing. It's like there is a cl- uh, close enough, you know. Yeah. And the more the more accurate the the ammo, the better the experience, but there is, to me, there's a point of no return. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'd say I'm a big picture guy. I don't really sweat the the small stuff on, on things like that. Um, I get it close enough. I, I understand a precision load is better, and there are good, there are good loads, there are great loads and stuff like that, but good is good enough yeah. for me. In my career, like, early on, I was... I, I was more like looking for a reliable source of a consistent ammo. So like for me it was federal gold medal. Yeah. And and I knew where I could get it. I knew what it would do. And when I bought ten more boxes of it, I knew it was the same. Yep. Um where other times in my career, like we, we were getting a hookup, you know, like an industry deal on something, but it was something we hadn't tried before. Right. You know, so like oh this time it's seventy five grain. Oh, this time it's seventy seven grain. Oh, this time it's sixty nine grain. And um and whereas you know, so it was all high quality ammunition, and realistically, it all shot pretty similar. But like, it was it might be a little bit different. So I think it's more it's more important to have a consistent and known quantity mm-hmm. than it is to find the quote unquote best. Sweet, I hundred percent agree. And we literally just drove back past the Cabela's in Omaha, where I purchased a whole bunch of fifty five grain Hornady match. And the reason I bought it is because it was on sale, and it was like an, a remarkable price. And they were selling fifty round boxes for what you could get twenty rounds for the other stuff. Oh yeah, it came in the fifty round box. Never been done before. And it was such a huge step up from the uh, the fifty five grain blaster that I was enamored with. It. I loved it. But the problem was, like when I went to Texas matches, and this is the, going back to the beginning here, it wasn't heavy enough to uh, indicate the flashers. Um, Enough where the old guy on the on the binos could actually see it. Mm-hmm. Now it'd be fine because of the magneto speeds. But Adam's right. Significant amount beats uh, the best that you can only shoot one time, and then you have to switch ammo because yep. now you're constantly zeroing. You're wasting uh, ammo zeroing, and in, um, instead of uh, practicing or um, shooting another match. Yep. So that's all I have to say about that. Barrel links. Uh, have them all. You know, uh, one if, for I every ha- occasion. if I had to pick one, I'd be 14.5. Um, but I have an 18 inch. I call it my Texas rifle. Um, and I have a lot of short guns too. I uh, use a bunch of different ones. If I had to have one, it'd be 14. But um, yeah. there's no there's no best. Uh, I, perso- I personally prefer. say 16 just to stay off the NFA and not have to pin and weld your muzzle device. Uh, 
that's the only reason though. I like welding, you know, it's just farmer in me. Want me to answer your question? Or maybe this podcast left you with more questions than you started with. Go ahead, email me, dave at 3gunshow.com, and you might be featured in a future episode. The 3 Gun Show is proud to be a part of the Firearms Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the 3 Gun Show. We'll see you on the range.